1: Welcome to Lockdown Hornets. Once again, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. couple days until the Charlotte Hornets official season starts. It's going to be taking place Wednesday. It's going to be on October 20th against the Indiana Pacers. That is going to be the first game of this 2021-2022 campaign. But that's not going to be the main topic of discussion for this podcast because you do have a deadline that's taking place today. Today at 5 p.m., that is going to be the deadline where, one, the Charlotte Hornets have to trim their roster all the way down to 15 before the regular season starts, and the Hornets, they're at 16 as it stands as of this recording. We're actually recording a little bit later, too. We're in a dangerous recording time zone right now where anything could happen, whether it be the roster trim down or whether it be a Miles Bridges extension, because that is today's deadline as well. The rookie-scale contract extensions. You saw Mikael Bridges get taken care of this weekend. You just saw Jaron Jack. Jackson. Jackson announced earlier today, where that contract extension was taken care of. We're all kind of looking at miles bridges again, deadline today for a couple of those key things that the Charlotte Hornets need to decide on what they are going to do. And so that's what we're going to talk about here. Nada. I want to talk about miles bridges first and foremost, because let's face it, miles bridges more important and more fun to talk about than Nick Richards, Vernon, Carey, Wes Wessowundu. So let's go with a guy like bridges. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw a couple of these deals taken care of, right? As I just mentioned, Mikhail yeah. Bridges, he got a deal, and when Woj reported that, it was a four-year, ninety million dollar rookie contract extension, and it seemed pretty universally beloved on part of the Suns, Nada, yeah. where Dan Favalli, your boy, said that was a steal for Phoenix. It seemed like most opinions were were of the were of the mind that yet yeah, Phoenix got a, a really nice contract with somebody that fits in a lot of different roles, the classic three and D, but can do more than three and D. And and when we talk about defense, it's like high level, crazy yes. good defensive ability where he's not even at his ceiling yet. He was doing some stupid things last year on that end of the floor. And plus you saw him offensively really break out in some games. He provided some nice flashes for you. So 22 mil a season, yeah. not a like, if you would have told me miles bridges would have gotten that it's probably a little high. You know, I'd feel a little very uneasy about blood. paying miles bridges very that much money. Yeah, and you use very, I'm not going to use that word, but it, it's still probably rich for my blood. It's still too much, but I wouldn't think that's like the worst contract in the world. It probably would be too much for Mikhail, It's very nice. And that helps you with a Miles Bridges contract extension, especially when not a Jaron Jackson. He agrees to a four-year, $105 million rookie contract extension. Jaron Jackson has a better ceiling than both of these other guys we're talking about. It's the health thing for him, and that's certainly a legitimate worry. But the market, mm-hmm. it's solid. Like, if you're going to go to the Hornets say, hey, you know, Miles wants that money. It's like, well, Miles ain't as good as McHale. He's not as ta- the the potential's not as much as it is with Jaron Jackson. So let's settle. The floor is twenty. It, it might be the ceiling at this point too, if we're going to talk extension. Which leads me all to say this: not a. It's probably not going to get done, and he's going to yeah, allow this if to play. If he out.
0: signs, he's signing for. I'm not going to say pennies on the dollar because pennies on the dollar implies something else that that than this. But if he signs. I think the Hornets get away with a massive steal. Now, granted, Miles is going to have to play, bet on himself, play this year out, and then on top of that, have to better, be better than both of those guys. And even then, I think the parameters are now set for where we probably know where Miles Bridges is going to get paid, because unless he breaks out and becomes the number one free agent option. I love what the – as soon as the numbers came out for Macal Bridges, I was like, I love it. I love it. I want more of it because at this point, this basic – like when Macal Bridges' contract got set, the ceiling on any sort of rookie extension deal basically got set on Miles Bridges. That's the way this is going to have to go. And honestly, like we've mentioned this before, like Clutch Sports doesn't necessarily do these real rookie extensions and they rather play themselves into the market or something along the lines of that, Miles, there's a part of me that really believes that Miles might be better off setting himself up to essentially just play this out, again, just to to extend rather than play this out because I don't think the money's going to be there in the offseason like we normally see. Now, granted, we've seen people essentially just... We've seen teams bid against themselves for guys, and it, we've seen it, again, we've seen it here, the Nicholas Batum contract. But if you're, me, if you're Miles Bridges' agent, aren't you probably trying to settle right now for 20 rather than play yourself potentially into a, a bidding war where not many people have money and the Hornets are going to match anything that you get? I possibly am one of those that thinks, hey – Play this out again. I hope Miles extends. It doesn't look like he will, but for right now, I'm not sure he's not better off settling for anywhere from 18 to 21 million right now.
1: The obvious risks are the injury thing coming in next year. If miles bridges does somehow go down, then that's going to hurt his value. But when you're talking about, you know, miles maybe prolonging the kind of production that he gave you last year at the end in Gordon Hayward's absence, we've discussed that a lot, then that's going to call for him to get more money. And he improved a lot on defense last year. You know, he's not this all world-class defender, but he got a lot better still has some lapses defensively team defense wise where he just kind of gets caught napping and guys will cut behind him and that needs to fix itself. But I think that can, that's just being more aware that's growing up. That's being more mature. And certainly miles is already one of those guys that has no problem growing up and he cares. Right. I also think this, not a, you know, I do think miles bridges wants to be here in Charlotte. And I think the lamella ball factor is an important part there. I also just think the way that miles has kind of acted around this city, around this team, it seems like he's one of those guys that has become a leader here. I think James Borrego really wants miles here. And I think that's going to have a say. I would imagine Mitch Kupchak does too. So I think the way that all of this plays out is he decides, you know what, I'm going to try to test the open market, and I want to be here with Charlotte. The, the, the term testing the open market means, can the market drive my price up? And I agree to stay here in Charlotte, but for more money. And I eventually think he does stay with the Hornets long term. And uh, I think that's probably how it plays out. With
0: Absolutely. Minds. But at this point, I think I would ask you, it, with the way the Bridges and Jackson co- contract extensions have worked out, I would almost argue the Hornets have all the cards right now. If and mind you, I'm a person that think
1: it helped him. Like, yeah. it
0: helped the hornets. It absolutely helped the hornets. My one contention is Macau Bridges probably should have gotten Terry Rozier money and he didn't. That helps the hornets in a way even if you're factoring in for growth. like the best thing that happened was that Miles Bridges that McCall Bridges contract came through the way it did because I think now like I said earlier, it put a ceiling at about 22-5 for a guy like Miles Bridges unless he supremely explodes. And by supremely explodes, I mean we're talking, what, third-team All-NBA maybe to, to drive the price I up? I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, like M- McHale – On a team that got to the finals where he was a huge part of that, especially defensively, you see the offensive game have its flashes and you don't think that he's reached his ceiling yet. And that's the kind of money he gets. And again, with the Jaron Jackson, like that guy is clearly a better player where you can, I mean, defensively and offensively can do some special things. It's all about the health, which I'm not trying to diminish, but you still make that deal as a small market Mm -hmm. team at 25 million. And it probably like you think about that from Memphis's standpoint, well, he's hurt all the time. Yeah. But if he, if he's not hurt, then getting that guy for 25 million a year is exceptional like that. That's what you do there. And I I agree. And I think it does help the Hornets. All right, let's not go too far over. We can talk a little more about this coming into the next segment. I do want to talk to you about direct TV stream, because how familiar does this sound? You only got one device that lets you catch the game live. Then you have to go to something completely different that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the other good stuff. I don't even know what it is, but it's all over the place. I don't want you to have to go through that anymore. Here's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's also a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is that there's no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by the package. Let's talk about the roster trimmed down coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than God Almighty.
0: Keep this. You're you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's gonna no. no. It's gonna be a bump. It's gonna be a bump. Let it let it. Just let it be.
1: It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, and they offer all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a one hundred percent instant deposit matchup to $100 triple ditch just be sure to use promo code NBA don't hesitate check out the prizepicks.com site and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today prizepix is daily fantasy made easy so again not to the Charlotte Hornets they have until 5 p.m. it's about three hours from now as of this recording anything could happen I've got Twitter I'm refreshing it we're checking out woad we're checking out everybody that might have something to say about the Hornets roster and what they might do. Here's Keith Smith kind of talking about it a little bit more. He said, Charlotte and San Antonio both remain plus one in terms of standard roster spots. Both will need to trade parentheses to a team with an open roster spot or waive a fully guaranteed player to get into regular season roster compliance. That will happen again today by 5 p.m. So let's take a look at some of these guys that might just be let go hard to uh, uh, think that a trade might happen this late into the game, but it, it could you know, we'll see. Um, but the guy's not a. It's it's a Wesley a woundu. It's a it's a Vernon Carey a Nick Richards, and those are really it. And when you get down to it, it's probably going to be a woundu that is let go because Nick Richards, the coaching staff believes in. And at the end of the day, they invested a second round pick in Vernon I absolutely
0: Carey. agree with you. Um, I, for for a while, I know that there were Hornets fans that were hoping that Cody Martin would be the guy that would be sent packing. Unfortunately for all of those people, Cody Martin showed up to some to training camp a better player, and therefore we are—he is no longer in this discussion. Even though content-wise, I would have loved to have this discussion because four guys for one spot sounds a whole lot better than five than three guys for one spot, and two of them are centers. Um, a lot of this really is going to come down to: Do you believe that? I guess it comes down to a couple of things. The first one being, do you believe that one of the guy that you cut can go straight to Greensboro without being claimed on waivers? With a wound due, that probably happens. But and you could say make the case that for Carrie and Richards, the same thing goes down. The other thing you got to remember is there's a lot of guaranteed money, at least with Richards and I'm sorry, they're all guaranteed money. The guaranteed money hit lasts longer for at least Carrie and Richards at this point. So therefore, this really does like ma- – when you do the roster math on this, it really ends up being a woundo because it probably hurts the least if they manage to cut if, – if, if they manage to cut somebody without having to um, trade them. I And the only reason I really don't see anybody trading them is because – probably you would have to give an asset for that to happen too. So if
1: yeah, and unless there's a team that wants one of these guys, they don't so badly that they don't want another team to come in and swoop them. And then you give up some kind of second round protected pick and the Hornets take it because the only other option is letting somebody go for nothing. And Hey, we might as well just take the second round pick. And I don't, I don't know if that would happen. Not, I will say this, well, yeah, and, I, and I'm with you, but a guy like Grant Riller, who was not good at all in summer league, gets picked up on a two-way by Philadelphia. And so he's kind of locked in there with the 76ers. And so when you talk about that, somebody that wasn't very good, granted, just a year removed from a process where NBA draft Twitter was a lot higher on him than apparently NBA front offices, where he almost went through the entire draft going undrafted. But even then, Philadelphia still picked him up. Like, could you see that with a guy? If Vernon Carey is the answer, does somebody swoop in and take a Vernon or maybe trade him or, you know, how likely is is it that he remains, you know, with the swarm or something like that, right? Like that. Yeah. Th- that's the only option I see of, of anything getting done besides just an outright release.
0: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like I can see there being interest in Carry out of all three of them. Awondu is one of one of many wings that can defend but can't shoot. He's a dime a dozen unfortunately. Um and Richards the less said the better. I I think this is Obviously, it won't do, but I, there's a part of me that feels like they're trying to figure out how they can keep both of these centers on the on the roster in some way. They're trying to have it both ways. I don't think it can be done with Vernon Carey because I think the minute Vernon Carey hits waivers, somebody, and I'm thinking of a title-winning somebody, the Milwaukee Bucks who have been looking for some sort of big man help, will swoop in and, and pick him up. I... Don't think that there's going to be any interest in a trade. Most of the Milwaukee Bucks assets are leveraged for God knows how long thanks to the uh, Drew holiday trade. So if this is going to be the case, like, I think it's more valuable that they keep these centers no matter if they're not going to contribute than possibly cut a Wessel Wundu who might help you, who might, might be able to help you defensively on the wing right now.
1: Yeah, and... Yeah. I mean, the the Nick Richards discussion, we don't think that's going to happen just because of how much faith they've shown in him in preseason. He's the guy they're going to off of the bench immediately. If they're not going PJ small ball five, if they're not going Mason starting at the center, Nick Richards is their next answer. You know, Vernon did not get too many minutes. And we know that this is a team that because of the scarcity at the spot, they want to hold on to Nick Richards really badly. And and it, it would either be right. A carrier Richards who gets that next position. Yeah. And, and it's been Richards the entire time. So we'll see how it all goes down, but we don't have much time as the deadline is coming a lot closer to about three hours again, as of this recording, let's take a quick break. We have one more segment to go here on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Now, before I talk to you about built bar, because the built bars, they are fantastic. I have not checked my mailbox for the latest shipment, I think other hosts. Gotten shipments. I think it's a limited time flavor, which you've heard me say a million times. The limited time flavors, they are my favorite. Um, above really all of the staples, the thing is, I love the staples too, though orange, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate. They're also good, they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And the best part is that they're good for you low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. And the best part is you can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 You'll get 15% off of your order if you do that. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We got one more segment to go, then we'll end it here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out so to him. again, Walker,
0: how old are you again?
1: Uh, I am 28 years old.
0: <laughs> I didn't know a person under
1: 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Still trying to figure out if anything's going to happen while we're recording on this podcast. It's just how it happened with our schedules. It's not the greatest time to record, but this is just how it's going to have to be. And at any moment, so maybe it would be fun if news actually broke yes. as we were recording this. Um, so I, like during the breaks, I'm trying to figure out, can we wait just a second longer, but also we have to go do stuff after this. Um, Miles Bridges, that's the thing we're looking for. We just talked about it in the first segment. Let's kind of revisit that subject yes, though, after we took care of the roster getting trimmed down to 15 because they're at 16. Um, you know, Miles Bridges, we both think that the most likely of outcomes is that he does not agree to an extension. The Hornets in him, uh, they, they don't have an agreement. Miles plays this season out. We'll see what kind of contract comes his way next year. And eventually he remains with the team. It, does that mean uh, that PJ Washington is gone? Nada. And what does PJ have to do this year to make that conversation that much more interesting midway and at the end of next year when we're trying to figure out okay how does the payroll look going forward
0: the only way pj washington stays here is if he falls on his face a second straight year or if he shows that he can be a legitimate center that you can be that can be built around where the small ball lineups become a feature not necessarily a bug or a nice thing that you can do if P.J. Washington shows that he can be a sustainable center, and he can hit 40% and hit around 45%, 47% from the field from two-point range. I, I think it can be sustained, but for the most part, it feels like if Miles gets paid, it's bye-bye P.J. It's, it feels very, very binary in that way, and I don't like to deal in binaries. I like to deal in nuance and everything else like that. But for right now, it feels like I hate to do like Highlander, like there can be only one. But unfortunately, there really can be only one right now, because at some point the money's just going to run out. And unless you're a title contender, I don't see everybody signing their young guys. So if this becomes a thing where we know Miles is getting extended or if. The Hornets somehow managed to kick the can down the road and so, and Miles just comes back for the qualifying. Then it becomes a more interesting discussion. But for right now, it feels like PJ is on his way out. And it's just a matter of for what?
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if miles agrees to stay here, then, you know, we'll see exactly what takes place with PJ. I, I think it's okay to talk about the binary philosophy with these two, just because that's kind of been the philosophy with these players. We talked about it when PJ was drafted, it seemed a little redundant at the time just a year after they took miles bridges. And then even after their first year, it felt like PJ had the leg up because miles struggled so much in his sophomore campaign. And we were like, all right, well, we'll allow miles to play out this year, see how much he improves. But eventually PJ's the guy that we're going to invest in. Well, last year, PJ just up and down games production wise, overall, you add all the numbers together and it was consistent. Um, but miles really flourished. We've talked about it a million freaking times already. But if you look at PJ, you know, I I like PJ as a prospect Uh a lot. The thing is the three point percentage, it's legit, man. I mean, last year, you know, four and a half, uh, four and a half attempts per game from deep and he had for his rookie season, he hasn't shot anything less than 37% in the first two years. He did shoot 39 last year. If you round up the, the bunnies, it was, that was the biggest problem. Defensively, PJ grew a lot. I think he can stay in front of guys on the perimeter for, you know, a, for a pretty decent margin the guy we've talked about the ability to go block some shots. It's not like he's a phenomenal rim protector, but at that size, when they get to go to small ball, like he allows you to make up for that as much as you can. If he is your tallest player, if he is your center out there on the court, I think he is a pretty good defender. If, if he finishes at the rim better nada, then that's what unlocks his game. And this is the kind of year where players take their biggest jumps. Usually it's not every time, but it's not an outlandish thing to say. This is going to be the year that PJ takes the biggest jump. Hello, miles bridges yes. and what we mm. saw him do last season like that. That And, and for the other thing that you brought up, right. Talking about the binary can only be one, you know, I think what was a pleasant surprise last year was that these guys can be on the floor at the same Agreed. time. And it doesn't have to be one or the other anymore on the court. I know what you're saying though. It, it's monetarily it's payroll. And, and I, and I get that, that that's what does make it hard to invest in PJ. TJ and miles after investing in Terry Rogier and Gordon Hayward, unless you plan on moving on from Terry, I don't think the Charlotte Hornets are going to do that. And you know, LaMelo's contract is going to be coming up at some point. You don't have to pay him now, but it is going to at some point. And that's when it starts to get hard because how do you feel about that core, right? That's where the internal development mantra rings very, very much so. And and you have to have that internal development, you know, go a long way. And and we'll see how that all goes. But I, I'm with you. Like it, it, it probably it probably doesn't bode well for PJ if Miles gets paid. No, it handsomely. doesn't.
0: And honestly, at this point, these are the hard decisions. Like we thought, we both sat here last year thinking the Devontae extension was coming, no matter what. And the Devonte extension never came. The Devante, Devante was signed and traded. For essentially two second rounders, because if you saw the Zion news, there's no chance in hell that first round pick is transferring this year. I would also point out that the, again, a lot of this can change. A lot of this is very, very fluid. I and, and the one thing I just keep coming back to is if PJ is PJ at center is sustainable. Key word: if and sustainable. If those two things happen, then the money's there. If those two things cannot happen, and I'm not sure it can, this changes everything. This changes to the point where, again, it goes back to one or the other. It can't be both. You can't have that much money tied up in the same position at the same time, unfortunately.
1: Well, and it's just such a long road for Kai Jones to provide any mm-hmm. kind of impact. I mean, we, we've we talked about it a million times. He's a project, and... Do you expect him to, you know, how good do you expect him to be this time next year? What about this time two years from now? Because that's the thing about big projects. It's the fact that you haven't had a ton of evidence that they're good players right now. You see all of the crazy things they can do and you project that as best as you can. But, you know, (laughs) he's. It's it's such a a it could be such a wild card for a guy like Kai Jones on whether he actually ever becomes good in the NBA. Like it's a worthwhile risk, you know, that's how it is. That's how you that's what the draft is in a lot of different scenarios, but you're not exactly sure how good Kai Jones can be. And we'll see how all that development um comes along in the next couple of years. All right, that'll do it for today's Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be back with you tomorrow. We'll recap either Miles Bridges not getting taken care of. We'll also talk about the roster getting trimmed down because it has to at some point today. We'll discuss that all on a Tuesday. Locked on Hornets podcast.